How's, how's uh, the, the UK? Do I sound like I'm from there? You know? You sound exactly like everybody here. Do they sound like this? If you guys hear any noise in the background, uh, that's just drunk Brits. <laughs> so, don't be alarmed. Ladies and gentlemen, brew yourself a cup of tea. I'm Kent Garrison. I am Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mod About Movies. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Mad About Movies is an hour-long conversation concerning all things cinema. The first half of the show, we discuss movie news, movie rumors, and movie rumblings, and we talk about what's currently piquing our interest in the world of Hollywood. In the second half of the show, we go over our chosen movie of the week, and we give you guys our review. And as an added bonus, please stay tuned to the end of each episode for our weekly recommends, in which we suggest something you guys need to check out as soon as you can. This week, we are focusing our efforts on what? Tonight, we'll be talking about the epic, the incredible, the spectacular Fast and Furious 6. This is what 100 million buys, huh? It wasn't that hard to find you, Toretto. Wasn't hiding. Last week, a team of highly coordinated drivers took down an entire military convoy. My last job. Oh, I know you didn't do it. But you're gonna help me take down the team that did. I just wanted to reiterate uh, for our audience, those are Brian Gill's words. <laughs> uh, I have similar words uh, to say regarding this movie, and uh, we'll get to that. And this is probably the most anticipated, would you guys say, episode of Mad About Movies podcast <laughs> on y'all's end? It was the most excited I was to go see a movie, yes. Yeah, totally. And yes. uh, give us a little preview. Did uh, did it did it meet your expectations, Richard? It did. Wow, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. <laughs> uh, but first, it wouldn't be a mad about movies podcast without a little bit of movie news, movie rumors, and movie rumblings. So, uh, guys, I'm currently in the United Kingdom studying, uh, taking a film class over here. Um, good day, mate. So you guys, I'm sh- <laughs> good day, good day, Brian. Um, sure that's what guys... they sound like, right? <laughs> oh, yes. oh. <laughs> that's not insulting at all, I'm sure. <laughs> right. But to any of our UK listeners, but right. I'm sure you guys are a little bit more um, up to date on uh, movie news. So, Brian, do you have any uh, have anything to mention? Uh, <laughs> as I scramble, Richard, Richard Barton. Do you have well, anything I, to mention? We got we got news this week that uh, World War Z costs an inordinate amount of money. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And um, Brian, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Uh, so you're was, the one, you were the was, one who texted us that. Yeah. So. so it was projected to be around $200 million, which in my opinion, and I don't know about you guys, but my opinion was still extremely high for a, a non-franchise movie, um, especially one that's had as much trouble as this one has had in its production. If you're not aware of all the issues that have been going on behind the scenes, it's been a disaster. Uh uh, Brad Pitt and the director Mark Forster are not talking to each other. Haven't been speaking to each other for quite some time. Uh, the movie is supposed why to be that is or, or I don't. I I haven't seen necessarily a, a reason beyond just they do not get along and do not share a vision for for the film. Um, 
the rewrites have been extensive. I'm pretty sure Lindelof had to come in and, and rewrite the script. So, so you know, it's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be released at Christmas and instead got bumped to June. And then uh, just today or yesterday, I texted you guys with a story, I think from The Hollywood Reporter, that uh, – or no, it was Huffington Post – that had pegged, <laughs> had pegged World War Z at a production cost of – Around four hundred million dollars to this point. I don't see how that is literally possible. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's I, no way to begin with that they set the budget above two hundred million. No. Well, th- they should have set the budget above a million, a hundred million. Honestly, uh-huh. it's just gotten it's it's clearly it's just gotten out of hand with what they the extensive rewrites, reshoots, things like that have just gotten out of hand. But if that if that's true, and I still haven't I haven't seen anybody confirm or deny that beyond Huffington Post. Maybe we'll get a story here in the near future. But if that's true, that's the most expensive movie in the history of Hollywood by a hundred million dollars. Like, wow, what's the, number two? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean three cost wow. three hundred million dollars to make. I'm um, sure it made all that back too. Oh, I don't, but Richard, that was the franchise. You know? Richard was saying. In the in the uh, text message conversation that we had, uh, he thinks it's actually going to make that money back. And now, explain your reasoning, Richard. Because it's it's zombies. It's 2013, and it has Brad Pitt in it. I really think if it makes a hundred million domestically, which I think it will, I think it will clear 450 total. Yeah. Now, everyone I've talked to, and especially online, has said from the trailers alone. That movie looks absolutely horrible. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, everyone thinks it's going to be horrible, so I can't... Unless it's, like, over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, unless it's, like, critics are raving. Do you know what I mean? I can't see how it... Okay. How it's going to be Green Lantern made $150 million. Uh-huh. Green Lantern. Yeah, but, that, but that's a superhero with, with, movie. With Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yeah, but it's a superhero movie nobody cares about. I mean, it's not like... I mean, it's not like there's a huge Green Lantern fan base. It's not like DC really set that movie up very well. Uh-huh. I just feel like, I mean, it's not a sure thing, but I think they can get in that ballpark. If they can clear $100 million here, which is not a given, but if they can clear $100 million, I think $300 million is easy for overseas just because it has Brad Pitt in it, and it's somewhat of a blockbuster-type movie. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, well see. We'll see. I mean, on that. We yeah, placed we the Waterburger bet. I, I say I say if the production value is if the production actually costs four hundred million dollars, I say it loses at least a hundred million dollars worldwide. Because I don't. Because here's the thing to me, it, it's very similar to John Carter. Um, just yeah. in the production issues, you've got a. It's based on a book, just like John Carter was. Which uh, I know Richard. Richard's read the book. Can't have you read World War Z? I haven't. I was tempted to read it on this trip, but uh, I didn't want the movie. To be that much of a letdown, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, totally. I wanted to well, see the movie and, it, and then maybe yeah. maybe read the book. Yeah, World War Z is great. Like I really I really enjoy that book. It's very smart. It's really well written. It's a it's a much different type of of writing than you normally are going to get in something like that. This the movie is clearly not any like the only thing that's based on on the book from this movie is the title. Pretty much is what we're uh-huh. we're going to get in, which is very similar to the John Carter effect of you're alienating whatever built in fan base there might have been. Um, and, uh, it, man, I, I'm, I, I told both of you guys, I'm fascinated to see what happens with this because I, it, this could be, cause John Carter was labeled as quote unquote, the biggest flop of all time by a lot of people, 
but it actually broke even when you cal- calculated the overseas uh, yeah. market. So, uh, you know, I'm very fascinated to see what happens, you know, which which of us, Richard, or I come out on top of this bet because um, this could legitimately bust. Uh, it's not going to hurt Brad Pitt's career just because he's Brad Pitt and he can do whatever he wants. This could be the last movie that Mark Forster uh, or Foster ever directs, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how bad this could be if it if it goes as badly as they're projecting it right now. I think um, just from the people I've shown the trailer to and such, they have no idea what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the whole trailer and it's just people flying everywhere and then it shows the title World War Z and they're like, World War Z, what, what is that? And it's like zombies. And then they roll yeah. their eyes and they're like, oh, great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, man, this is the biggest risk maybe of the summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. For sure. So but, I'm excited to talk about it when it comes out. Like, oh, I, totally. I think it's going to be awful, but I, I'm so excited to see it just because I think it's going to make for for good discussion here on the podcast. Yeah, totally. And we should mention that reviews have come out, early reviews. A lot of people have said it was good. You know, it's the most intense yeah. movie you'll see all summer as far as suspense and all that. And hopefully it is, you know, hopefully it's great because, uh, why would we not want it to be great, you know? Even right, though it'll be right. awfully fun to make fun of it. Um, right. Like we always love to do on this podcast. But um, well, let's mention another fun. movie that's coming out pretty soon uh, for Movie News. Reviews have started to come out today. And it's a little film by a great director who has had a great track record in the past few years, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> and it is called After Earth. Um, yes. Let's let's talk a little bit about this, um, Richard. Are you excited yeah. at all to see After Earth? No, God no. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, excited? No, no. I mean, I, I will see it. We may end up talking about it on the podcast if we if we get that desperate. Um, right. There's kind of nothing coming out between now it's, and, it's uh, and Man the internship, of Steel, guys. Yeah. So. Oh. Or I'd much rather see that. Yeah, or now you see me. I'm sure we'll talk about now you see me a little bit more. We'll talk about it here in a second because oh, I want to mention man. something about it. But um, yeah, man, it. I think it's at right now. It's at like 10 percent on Rotten Tomatoes in the first day of reviews. It's just, I mean, the internet is yeah. a buzz right now of just hating on this movie, and um, yeah. it's, it's at 13 percent really right now. 13 percent. Wow. Eight, eight fresh reviews. And my favorite was of the eight review, fresh reviews, one of them, oh, it's not up on the main page anymore. I'll have to look. But it was just like, in spite of how awful this movie is, I sort of enjoyed it. So fresh rating, you know. It's, right. So it's going to be one of those types of movies. Yeah. Um, so what, is this, what does this spell for – I mean I'm sure we'll talk about this in, in, the, world, in, the, um, in the After Earth episode. But what does this spell for, for Anat Shalman? Is he done for good? Hopefully he's i mean it's got to be it's got to be close at this point i mean yeah, we're they talking couldn't even put his name they couldn't even put no. his name on the tr- on the promotional material they're that right. afraid of it yeah, yeah. that that's ah, man it, <laughs> that's true that's something that we need to discuss in in depth at some point but you're talking about his last four movies are now after earth the last airbender the happening which is Ugh. by far the worst of all those and and lady in the water um and uh, man, that's a that's a rough run. His only saving grace is that a After Earth is going to make money because it's Will Smith. And when you, I mean, Will Smith can 
fart for an hour and a half and European <laughs> audiences will watch it. And so, actually but that done movie, that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's called men in black three actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I actually like that movie. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's, cr- it's crazy, man. Like what's, what's crazy is to me uh, that I read today is that the last ender, last airbender actually made $350 million. Yeah. Uh, worldwide actually made money. Despite yeah. being like four or five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so just one yeah. of the worst movies of all time, literally, and it made money. So, yep. I mean, three hundred and twenty million dollars it made total. Wow. So there you go. I mean, yeah. I, I don't doubt that it'll make money, but it's just disappointing, you know. His it's, other, yeah, I was gonna say the other thing that that goes in his favor is that most of his movies don't cost just a ton to make, and so he's less risky than. On, than a guy like than Mark Forster, what World War Z is going to be, and maybe even than like Andrew Stanton, who is in charge of uh, of John Carter, you know, um, just because either a movie like The Happening, which really legitimately is one of the maybe probably the ten worst movies I've ever seen, um, it it costs less than fifty million to make, so it's easy to make that money back. Right. And that's that's the only thing at this point that he has going for him is he's not going to be a total drain on the on the studio, which is. Which is sad, considering how good his his early movies are. Yeah, um, it it seriously is depressing though because he had such promise. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. I thought Signs was great, and I still think Signs is a is a great movie, and I think The Sixth Sense is great, and Unbreakable. Yeah, is a ma- might be a masterpiece. You know, it's very good. Yeah. Um, so what the heck happened? I don't know, man. That something had to have happened. Like there, I've had a theory for a long time that um, <laughs> that uh, he he was uh, he was killed and somebody just took his identity like eight or nine years ago or something. He's just been running it into the ground because it, something had to have changed. And I I I feel like you can look at like George Lucas and say, okay, you can see what happened that cha- you know that changed. It's 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 this ridiculous amount of money and no one in the process being able to tell him no and a desire to reconnect with his kids. So he makes his movies more kid for, you know, things like that. You can see what's happening. I don't know what's happening with M night Shyamalan, but it's bad. It's just bad. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I'm really excited for the, for the after earth episode, just cause I know how much fun we're going to make of that movie. Yeah. It's going to be a classic bad movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. why would Will Smith agree to that? Uh, he was a producer on this movie. Yeah. That's what the other is thing going we're on? Get what's into? going through his yeah. head? Let's, that one let's is have this fun. Will Smith um, bad choice conversation. Uh, we got a few more minutes left for movie news, so let's let's just wrap it wrap up movie news with this. What is going on with Will Smith? Richard, you want to take Richard that? Same thing that happened. We were talking about George Lucas. I mean, yeah. At a cer- it's it's the Eddie Murphy corollary. It's the Jim Car- Carrey corollary. At a certain point, you reach a certain level, and no one tells you no anymore, and you just you know, eventually you're going to make bad choices because you're so isolated from the world that you have no feeling of what makes good art anymore because you don't exist in the world. You exist in Will Smith land. And, you know, I don't think he, I think he's completely lost touch. I think he's gone a little nutty. Obviously he's excessively career minded, which is fine at a certain point. But when your career decisions are detrimental and all you care about is your career, that's sort of uh, weird. I mean, he passed up Django to make right. After Earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and he's done the always treacherous thing of deciding that his kids should also all be famous. Ugh. And, 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough. Um, Brian, go ahead. Sorry. No, it, it's exactly right. I've I've always been a huge Will Smith fan. I think he is an incredibly talented um, actor and a, and a great personality. And I, I've always really enjoyed his his uh, his movies. Um, but he this at some point he figured out that he or he decided that his image uh, that he puts onto whatever movie he's in onto the screen is more important than making good films. And that if he does a movie where he's the bad guy or a movie like Django where he, it's a very complex, uh, dark character, um, that that's going to somehow ruin his image with the family-friendly audience that that only wants to see him run around in a a men in black suit or, I don't know, be in movies with his kids and things like that. And it's a... It's it's uh it's not good. It's a real bummer because I, I I think he's great. I really do. I very much think that he's a very talented guy. Yeah. Um. But and you know what you said, Men in Black Three is not a bad movie. I enjoyed it. It's uh-huh. fine. Um. But you could have been the Jamie Foxx. You could have been Django. Um. <laughs> or it, the reason you don't even know honestly he said he passed on between now and then. You know what I mean? It's yeah. He passed on fun. Django. He said because Django wasn't the main character. He thought. Ugh. Well, and, that, and that's a huge mistake on his huge part. Huge mistake. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting, though, because Will Smith, like you said, Brian, is a great actor. Probably the world's biggest movie star, maybe, besides Tom Cruise. Um, yeah. Why doesn't he seek out good scripts? Do you know what I mean? I, like, I honestly there's think... There's got to be directors that would that would love to have Will oh, Smith in their movie. Oh, there absolutely are. I, all it is, I, I really believe you can, it boils down to everything that he does. You look at his movies that he's done in the last few years, and first of all, there haven't been a bunch, but um, he everything he's going to do, or he's in a phase in his career anyway, where all he's doing is the safest thing that comes down the pipes. Um, After Earth is going to make money. We're going to trash it probably because it's probably going to be terrible, but it's going to make a ton of money overseas. Men in Black 3 made a ton of money. Um, And then he hadn't been in a movie in several years since, I think since I am, or Seven Pounds, I guess, was a little bit different. But um, he's not, uh, Hancock is another example. All these movies, they're going to make money. They're going to further his image as a, a, quote, movie star, uh, but none of them are furthering are stretching him or giving him an ability to, to show off his, honestly, his God given talents. I mean, he is very good and he's not, not using that because it's, it's so much easier to, to just, you know, take $400 million to the bank and he gets to produce all these movies and he gets, like Richard said, puts his stinking kids in the movie, you know, things like that. Um, it's, there's a, there's a strong desire for safety and no desire for challenge. If that makes sense. Totally does. Um, great points, everybody. Uh, good good movie news, movie rumors, and movie rumbling segment. Uh, but let's move on to the main event, shall we? Fast 6? Yeah. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, 
and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Yes, let's get it going. I smell baby oil. You keep running your pie hole, you're gonna smell an ass kicking. You got the best crew in the world standing right in front of you. Give them a reason to stay. Um, alright guys. I'll let I'll let you guys I'll let you guys um, take over from here. And I just wanna to listen to you guys because I know <laughs> I know this is gonna be entertaining. So Brian Gill, thoughts on Fast and Furious Six. Oh man, how much I love this franchise is is uh it's just so hard to quantify. There may not be two two white males in the world who enjoy the Fast and Furious franchise more than Richard and I. This is one of our great uh one of our great things to bond over over the last few years. Um I have been like everybody else, okay, so I'm 30, so I was, I think I was 17 or 18 when Fast and Furious came, the first one came out, and, uh, you know, enjoyed it because it was a ridiculous car chase action movie um, that was completely geared towards me, um, very much liked it. I fell out, Richard, You, I think you're similar, but you may, I may be wrong, I fell off of the franchise when we went to 2 and 3 because Too Fast, Too Furious is horrible. Um, is a really bad movie, and three was way too much car racing, not enough, obviously, Vin Diesel uh, and Paul Walker. So I'd kind of fallen out with it. Richard, I don't know if you had similar experience with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen every Fast and Furious movie in the theater except for Fast Five, which is kind of funny because that might be my right. favorite one. Um, right. But I saw two and three in the theater because uh, I like to party, Brian. And uh, <laughs> No, you know, because... Honestly, just because of my friend Eric is is might be the only person that enjoys these movies more than more than us, yeah. uh, and has always had box sets, and he's just you know he's just a fast head, bro. He lives right. his life a quarter mile at a time, Brian, <laughs> um, as as do I. And uh, <laughs> hey, if you're not out of control, you're not in control. That's right. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, but I love the series. I love. Um, I mean, yeah, two and three are pretty bad. Two especially. Three is just really weird. There's like, 
like 30 minutes of that movie where there's just no dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's just people yeah. like silently staring at each other and racing cars. Yes. But uh, ever since uh, Justin Lin took over, and I'm probably going to call him Jeremy at some point, so I apologize for my <laughs> racism. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, ever since Justin Lin took over, um, you know, it's it's been it, – it, it, it is this very formulaic bit where it's, hey, we know what we're doing. Yes. We're going to be self-aware about this, but it's also going to be a hell of a good time. Yeah. So just strap in. We're going to give you as many one-liners as we can cram into a script. We're going to give you as many car chases and explosions as we can cram into a script. We're, we know Vin Diesel is Vin Diesel, and we're going to milk the crap out of him. Hey, yep. by the way, you mind if we add the rock to the fold? Nope, of course you don't <laughs> mind, because that's yeah. awesome. And here we go. Buckle up. No pun intended. And yep. <laughs> uh, and I, I love it. I love I love the direction these movies last you. You know, I, I it's kind of one of those things where – I think a lot of people ironically enjoy these movies, and I do on some level. I mean, I realize how silly they are, but yeah. I also actually enjoy watching them. Like, on I totally agree. Yeah, on ironic level, they're really fun. They're really stupid, but they totally know what they are, and you yes. can do anything if you're self-aware. Yeah, and they there's are no pretense whatsoever. Just no. absolutely, just from from the beginning of the movie to the end, they know exactly what they're doing, and they they, they go this one, like it. Everyone yeah. made fun of the uh, cocoa butter and baby oil that The Rock was lathered in and for Fast Five. Yeah. And they make like three references to it in Fast Six that he's, yeah. you know, you smell baby oil, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. really funny. That's really funny that they did that. Um, <laughs> and uh, Tyrese and Ludacris have actually have really great chemistry, which is a really funny sentence to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. As the comic relief. Um, Vin just, Vin gets it done. Then Vin, Vin, Vin finally accepted that he's Vin Diesel yes. and just Vin Diesel it up. He, he stopped trying to be, uh, you know, Al Pacino. Right. And now it's like, <laughs> yeah. now he's just accept. He tried to be Al Pacino 2.0 and now he's finally accepted his fate as Sly Stallone 2.0, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. He's freaking um, awesome at it. Like just stay <laughs> yeah. in your comfort zone, bro. And, uh, and the rock is fabulous. Paul Walker is probably the most replaceable of the group, but he's still great in that part. Yeah. I love them. All right, Kent. So you're not a fast head. You don't live your life a quarter mile at a time like Brian and I. So right. I want to hear your review as an outsider. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that's, you watched, that's literally you my review. Four... Like, I wasn't – I didn't feel – I mean, I was definitely entertained. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean – People are crazy about these films. <laughs> like, it's an obsession. Yeah. And I don't know if I understand why, um, really. I mean, they're good. They're cool. They're fine. You know what I mean? Um, cool cool action scenes. Decent acting. But, I mean, it's got to be some kind of cult following <laughs> or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, well, it, it, it's right. even... Even critics like love these movies, yeah. but they're not yeah. that hey, good. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's family. It's we're all right. family, Kent. That's right. By the There's way, the definition stronger. of family is the people family. who drive cars together. Just so you guys, right. in case right. you guys didn't know. Um, but man, um, I watched before I saw Fast Six. I watched Fast Four, Fast Five. Fast Four is a piece of garbage. Uh, I don't know why anyone sees any merit at all in, in Fast 4. It was it was fine. I mean, take Fast 5 and Fast 6 and remove The Rock. 
and yeah. what kind of films are those? Not very good. You know what I mean? Um, but Fast Five is another level. Uh, the whole awesome. bank. It's it is awesome. It's definitely the best the best of the series so far. I still think so. Um, yeah. Something I didn't really understand about about Fast Six, Fast Five, which what something that Fast Five had going for it, the bank heisting stuff was amazing. Yeah. yeah. The opening scene of Fast Five is sick. Um, <laughs> yeah. The first yeah. line out of M Michelle Rodriguez's mouth is "Let's make some money." Right. <laughs> and then that just sets it off at the beginning. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, here we go. And then Fast 6, they removed all the heists. Yeah. And now it's just back to Fast and Furious. You know what I mean? Like, they should have upped the ante, I thought, um, yeah, in the bank I think they're going to I, in Fast 7. I disagree with you, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate on that. I feel like, and I realize that what I'm about to say is ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like, having watched these characters for 12 years now, I feel like this is the natural progression of these characters <laughs> that they have gone from the street racers. Okay. So through first three, the first three, it's pretty much just street racing. That's it. With a little bit of like low rent crime involved, right? They're stealing DVD players basically in the first movie. <laughs> they progress yeah. through the fourth. Then the fourth movie comes around and that turns into a straight uh, revenge movie and it, it also gives Dom the opportunity to uh, to kind of take a look at himself and and figure out <laughs> his morals and such. Um, and, and they they get some they add some skills through 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 that movie. The fifth movie is is a straight heist, and it's awesome. It's just a, <laughs> it's a heist, but it's also it's like Ocean's Eleven. It's we're we're doing this to these bad guys because they deserve it, you know, which is. Awesome, which is just Always great. Always a great plot. Always yeah. a great plot. Yeah. Unless, but by it's this... now you see, unless it's now you see me. <laughs> right, right. But by the time they've gotten to the sixth one, they are, A, they don't have any reason to steal anymore because they stole like $120 million in Fast Five. Um, but B, I feel like this is where their characters would go. They've they've made <laughs> their money. They've uh, they've done their bit for for themselves and now it's it's time to give something back to society <laughs> the only thing that they need in life is to be able to go home and for dom to be able to have his barbecues every yeah. Sunday after church. and that's just what it all boils back. down to guys so, is, is barbecue you know oh, man so i mean again i barbecue understand that what i'm saying is bro. is ridiculous but as I was watching that, you know, and I, and I knew kind of the plot going in, but as I'm watching it unfold, I'm like, yeah, this is totally what Dom and Brian would do. This totally makes sense. Like, I'm with you, Kent. Like, I missed the heist aspect of it, and I think that's why Fast Five is the is the most enjoyable of these six movies, the most rewatchable of, of the movies. Mm -hmm. But I really dug the the route that they went. The kind of uh, I and maybe I'm just a sucker for that that trope that you know outlaws hopping over to the good guy's side for one mission, you know, that type of thing right. kind of always gets me, I guess. But, um, I don't know. I, I think that the way that they have, they've jumped from one to six has been, um, really, has been really smart. As stupid as that sounds when you're talking about these movies, I think it's been really smart to watch the characters, uh, progress that way. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's, let's talk about, about specifically about Fast Six, um, what did you think of? Um, I don't know if this is spoiler territory, so I guess a semi-spoiler warning coming up right now for Fast Six. Speaking, speaking um, of semi, I 
Speaking of semi, I had one the entire movie. <laughs> I, that's what I was. That's what I was getting at. What did you think of uh, of Letty's return, uh, guys? Uh, you know what? I was talking about this, and you guys are gonna laugh at me, maybe. But these are they're they're hyper masculine movies, right? Yeah. But they're oddly feminist in that. These, the female characters play a very integral part. They're not just eye candy. They totally. they can fight and they're tough and they race just as well as the boys. These are really oddly feminist movies if you think about it. Yeah. And uh, the the uh, Michelle Rodriguez Letty's Return. Gina Carano with, guys. Uh, Gina Carano. Those fight awesome. scenes were awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. They were the best parts of the movie. Yeah. And along with the fight scene with the uh with Han and Tyrese against that one Asian dude yeah, from the bad yeah. guy. Um that was an awesome fight and those were going simultaneously. That's probably the best part of the movie. Um but those were really cool fights. It was kind of neat to see two female characters. I mean, Joss Whedon would be very proud of this right. in that uh Well, and it wasn't very... Yeah, you're right. It is exactly right. And it cuz it wasn't it wasn't ridiculous. Like they were just beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Usually, when you see two two women yeah. fight in a movie, it's just really kind of gross, you know. I mean, it's yeah. just it's really shady. <laughs> but man, I mean, you're right. They were beating the tar out of each other, yeah. and it was legit. Like that was part of the state. I loved it totally. Yeah, you know, Corrado was great in this too. Totally, was, yeah. I had no idea she would be in it, and it was an yeah. awesome surprise. Totally awesome. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about some of the action scenes. Um, man, the, the tank scene was by far <laughs> the most incredible sequence in the film. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Richard, what did you think of that, of that sequence? Is, is that your favorite sequence in the movie, or, or did something else beat it up? Uh, probably that scene, like I was talking about, with the simultaneous fights between Tyrese Han and the one Asian dude. <laughs> I think yeah. that's his name in the credits. Right. Uh, where he kicks the crap out of both Tyrese and Han, simultaneously going with the Gina Serrano and uh, Michelle Rodriguez fight. That was probably the best scene for me, but I did love the tank scene. That was awesome. And I you know loved. What? So was the airplane scene at the end that just went on forever with the un- un- yes. the unending runway. It was yes. all great. Yes. And how did the rock No logic at all, guys. None. The rock no went up through a wheel well and then punched <laughs> Punched through aluminum, apparently. Just punched yeah. his way onto the plane. And that move where Vin Diesel lifts up the big bad guy and the Rock yeah. just, like, straight tag team WWE. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> the whole theater just started applauding yeah. when I was watching it. Yeah. Um, I, I love how now it's not only heists and amazing cars, but now they're they're moving into James Bond gadgetry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they... And Ludacris just knows how to use it all. Ludacris yeah. And Ludacris, right. of all people, is the one that's the smart one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they had these, um, <laughs> I guess, wire um, – I don't know the, the technical term for the wire guns. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the yeah. payoff for those was so epic. Right? Yeah. When it like right. slices the car or the truck in half and yeah. the tank keeps moving forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 How did they shoot that? that was <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's like one take or nothing type deal, you know. Um, that and then the the crazy scene where they've really added this this kind of go to move where people can just fly out of cars into other cars even though they're moving <laughs> yeah. 120 miles an hour, and yeah. the move where Michelle Rodriguez and, and Vin are are 
and Dom, pardon me. Uh, Letty and Dom are flying at each other, and he just catches her, and then just you know, how did you know? How did you know that that car would be there to break your fall? Sometimes you know, it's got to go on faith. Yeah, like, you know that okay. soft Never car. Turn back yeah. on family. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I have I, some more barbecue and a Corona. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think a- about about um, about Michelle Rodriguez's whole memory wipe thing? I mean, that's <laughs> okay. another crutch that we've mentioned before on the podcast. Yeah. The whole memory wipe. Uh, it's it's fine in this movie. I mean, yeah. we're not I fluting here. I mean, it worked. It moved the plot along. Right. Yeah. Who is the yeah, guy that was, played the villain? I don't uh, know. I liked him though. Luke, Luke, really Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Evans. His name. Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job, and I feel like that's something that the the franchise has been missing up to this point is an equitable uh, villain, uh, a bad oh. guy that that really gave you you know something. Um, so well, we're gonna uh, get that in Fast Seven. That's right, we are. That is yeah. right, Richard. Let's um, wait. Let's wait a few minutes for spoilers, and we'll talk yeah, about okay. that. But yeah, no, I I thought that the action sequences were of course bigger and better than they have been the entire series. I will say the only. Again, I I'm gonna sound just totally ridiculous. The only time in the whole movie that I had a tr- I had trouble re- uh, suspending reality was the the tank the tank sequence and the subsequent really uh, not the capture. airplane sequence. Okay, again, <laughs> not them pulling I, I know down it's a B fifty two bomber and I could, the, the 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 genius of these movies and there's other movies like this like A Team is another movie that kind of comes to mind in the same vein of like everything that's happening here is insane, but you've it's so appealing that you find yourself justifying what's happening or like talking yourself into, yeah, that, that could happen. I guess I could see that happening. The tank thing. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but it was, it was just a little, <laughs> if it's possible for it to be a little too much in a movie like this, it was a little too much for, for me. And then once they'd captured him and then when the rock just, it's total spoiler, you know, Owen Shaw says, uh, you know, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got O'Connor's wife. I've got Mia held, and you got to release me. And, and The Rock's just like, yep, we're doing it, and just pulls the gun. <laughs> yeah. That, like, 20 minutes, I felt like maybe they violated their own rules, I guess, which is all I ask of an action movie or a sci-fi movie is you set up your own rules. You just have to stay within those. I thought maybe they went a little too far, but then they immediately grabbed it right back with that incredible uh, flight or plane sequence, which is... Easily the best scene of the entire year in any movie, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> during the um, during the tank sequence, I seriously felt like like Dak Shepard in Idiocracy. Yes. I, I was just sitting there by myself, and I just felt like going, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah!" <laughs> like, yeah. like screaming at the thing because it was so great. Um, it was during the daytime, which I yeah. love action sequences during the daytime. <laughs> yeah. It was just like orgasmic. It was right. or, like. The, the best car sequence maybe ever in a movie, besides like Matrix Reloaded, which had an amazing, yes. you know, highway chase sequence. But um, let's talk about let's talk about the the third act. Um, something that bugged me a little bit about it, and you guys might see it my way, you might not, is that they show the ending in the trailer, and the mm. whole time during that sequence, I was just waiting for Vin Diesel to bust out of the front of that airplane. Do you know what I That's mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so so, how did you how did you guys feel about um, about about the uh, third act? Like you, you already said it, Brian. So Richard, yeah, I thought it was honestly. I mean, it's not nearly as good as far as like script and 
acting and things like that. But I thought it was much better paced than Iron Man 3's third act. Totally. Like, I didn't get bored like I did in Iron Man 3. I know that's silly. I know. I know. I get it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying Fast and Furious 6 is better than the Iron Man movies. I just think. I think. I am. No, I'm just kidding. Just, Justin Lin is a really talented director. I yes. mean, as, as sad yes. as I am to see him leave this series, I'm really excited to see what he does with a, a little more weighty material. <laughs> maybe yeah. he'll do a Star Wars. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Maybe he, yeah. Maybe he can do Star Wars 8. No, he'll um, do, dude. He'll do Fast Seven and Fast Eight and Nine, and he's not doing. Never going to stop making these. He's he's, he's out though after this. Yeah, one. he's really? not doing seven. Yeah, he Why? might come back for eight because they they already started filming it, and it was he didn't want to hurt the post production of six by starting pre production on seven. So oh. he's taking this. He's sitting seven. His like his first AD, I think, is taking over. So I think he's still producing, but he yeah. won't be. I yeah. think Vin Diesel's directing. Yeah. Let's, fine, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the success of this movie. I read the other day that it's already made uh, over fifty million dollars more than Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Um, wow. Mind blowing. Like this is the most dumbfounding movie series <laughs> of all time. It has to be. Like, it, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It's like. It is. I, it beca- and, and I think it is, even is to those guys. Like this week on, on the talk shows, I've, I saw Paul Walker and Vin Diesel and maybe maybe Luda too. I can't remember. Um, but And even to them, you can kind of tell it's like, I'm not exactly sure why this <laughs> is so popular, but we're just going to keep going with it because it is. And, you know, it, this is a huge meal ticket for us every year. I mean, what, what else is Paul Walker app going on, you know? Yeah, but, um yeah, Did you guys I, see I the Riddick 3 trailer, by the way, when you saw yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. Man, that looks pretty bad. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping... Ass. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm hoping with Riddick that the special effects will look better in the movie than they do in the trailer. Because a lot of yeah. times the special effects is like the last thing that gets completed. So maybe, maybe, yeah. but it doesn't look good. But no, I, I'm with you, Kent. I mean, I'm a huge fan of this series. I have been for a long time. Um, and I... I I really legitimately do think that especially five and six are, are great action movies. Um, but I don't know exactly why it is that, that it made $120 million on opening weekend and why and how it's cut these legs that, I mean, it's, are you, I mean, it's been 30, it's been 12 years since the yeah. first one came out. And they're still not only going strong; they're getting bigger and better and more popular as they go. It's it's a it's a very strange phenomenon. I I've got to I've got to admit. I just even as a lover of the sh- of the franchise, I don't really understand. Brian Kent, just think. I, I'd love to go back and tell us this, or especially when two and three are coming out. <laughs> like, there's going to be seven Fast and the Furious movies at least. Yeah, yeah. But I don't see why. Yeah. I mean, they can make fifteen of these. Yeah. They will, yeah. And they as should, long as, they're, they're as long as they're making take, money. Yeah, we've already they, casted. Brian and I have some casting ideas. Uh, <laughs> first off, we got to bring in Stallone as Vince as Dom's dad. Yeah. Oh, we got, yeah. We got to yeah. bring in, back. Right, we brought Letty back from the dead, so there's no reason why Dom's dad can't come back from the dead. So. Yeah. Um, number two, Liam Neeson as O'Connor's dad. O'Connor's an <laughs> Irish. O'Connor's don't, an Irish name. I don't know why I never thought of that, but that is perfect. Yeah. yeah, and uh, what else have we done? We've added oh. a few people to it. Well, MacGruber's got to join around. Like- <laughs> oh. 
You just blew uh, something that I'm. It's inappropriate to say. Um, man, that. Let's talk. Let's go to spoiler territory right now. Spoilers yes, coming yes. up right now. For okay, Fast Brian. Did, did you guys know? Did you guys know the spoiler? I didn't. The preview for Fast Seven. I, really I, I, I did not know. No. I freaking I Mullenhoff and I just started high fiving. Yeah. When it yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, I those of you who don't know, Jason Statham is in the uh, after credit <laughs> sequence. Yeah. And so apparently he's going to be in the next – he's because, the villain in the next yeah. Fast 7. So He's going to be Owen Shaw's brother, right? Like yeah. we, we know that for sure because the bad guy – Owen Shaw mentioned his brother at some point when he's talking to Dom oh, okay. and Dom's just not, not taking any of his crap. <laughs> um, but uh, – <laughs> but yeah, he mentioned his brother and then and then he, you know, and then Statham shows up. So it's got to be the uh the Die Hard 3 treatment with like yeah. Hans Zimmer's brother awesome picture. And that sounds awesome. So <laughs> It's seriously, dude. I was so so stoked when they when that happened. Yes. I was like, yes. how could this get any better? Add Jason Statham right. and The Rock and Diesel, yes. you know, it's Jason like Jason Statham. Oh. Like we said, this whole franchise is built around Understanding it, its place in the world, yeah, and it's, a, it's making a caricature of itself, and, making and then money you're adding it. the most self-aware action star in the world right yeah. now to it. I mean, that's just yes, that's perfect, you know. Yeah, uh, Vin Diesel is like the current Arnold Schwarzenegger. Every line <laughs> he says is like eight words. Now Max. I already pieced it together. Uh, Vin is Stallone. The Rock is Schwarzenegger. Uh. Paul Walker's Bruce Willis, and this is like if they all made a movie together in yeah. 1985 at their prime. <laughs> right. And Stephen and I were talking, producer Stephen, I don't see why they can't open a chain of restaurants, and I think they should. <laughs> a barbecue place? Yeah, I want a Planet Hollywood 2 that's owned by Vin Diesel, The Rock, and Paul Walker, and I will eat there all the time. <laughs> yeah. And there's oh, no memorabilia, it's just pictures of them everywhere. Right. Right. And everything's just really broed out. Like, it's just like, <laughs> barbecue. Uh, you can try our Affliction Margarita. Right. Uh, so it is, uh, is Fast it. 7 coming next summer? Um, uh, or the summer after? I think the summer after, but I'll look it up. Uh, it's got no, it's, it's, They're it's, filming it's, this year. Yeah, it's July 2014. That's it, why it is it's, 2014, yeah. Yep. It's next summer. It's next July, so... I mean, what's, they really rushed it, which worries me a little. Dumbfounding, though, is that when you're in the theater and when you're with people, and the trailer comes on for Fast Six, people just roll their <laughs> eyes and they sarcastically sigh. They're like, "Oh my gosh, not another one!" But it's still making so much money. It's like people like like to make fun of it, but then they go pay money to see it. You know what I mean? Okay, people it's like a guilty like, pleasure for everybody. Pe- Vin Diesel might be the ultimate. Guilty pleasure movie star. Like, yeah, everyone knows Vin Diesel's not very good, but everybody likes Vin Diesel. I don't know why yeah, yeah. he's got a great name. No one knows what race he is, so like every race <laughs> just claims him. Like yeah. every Italian guy goes because they think he's his. Every black guy, maybe he's Hispanic. I don't know. So he he he, he should run for president because he would win like every uh, every minority vote because they would all claim yeah. him. Well, and, um, and part. Of- Part of his allure is he's – I don't know if you've ever seen him in like interviews or on late night shows and things like that. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's yeah. much smarter than you would think he is based Just on – Just like Stallone. Movies. Stallone's yes, like that too. Yes, he's exactly like Stallone. Yeah, I mean he – and he – I think he gets 
his audience. And you're right, Richard, earlier you said, you know, for a while he kind of lost that, but that's yeah. not, I mean, you want to try to branch out if you can, he's yeah. not capable of it. So he comes back to the place where he's comfortable. And, and he produces these and makes yeah. eight. I think he made like 50 million off fast five and he knows he's going to clear another 50 to a hundred on this one. Yeah. 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 Good for him. Uh, it's, it's a great franchise. And I will, I, I wanted to echo Justin Lin is, um, he might, he yeah. might be the best straight just from an, from shooting the action sequence standpoints. He might be the best action director in Hollywood right now. Yeah, I'm not. I, think so. I don't. I don't feel like I'm exaggerating that. Like he is the shots in this scene in this movie are yes. incredible, and he always knows where to put the camera and how to blend the CGI with with practical yep. effects. I mean, he's and it's so never good confusing. At yeah, he doesn't do any. He, tr- he doesn't do any cheap tricks like shaky cam or anything like that. No. It's always. Just straightforward. He moves the camera a little bit, but they're big sweeping shots that just only add. Gosh, this is right. so funny. To, uh, we should teach a film class and just only teach Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> but, uh, that'd be so funny. And it. make them come like 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 what Ken's doing. Like make them go abroad. Like they have to meet us in Brazil. <laughs> right, right. And we just yeah. sit on the beach and watch Fast and Furious movies and then lecture. <laughs> um, and drink Corona. Yeah, yeah. Drink Corona and, and barbecue. <laughs> just, what is this? What's funny is they talk the whole time about like. Yeah, you know, there's nothing better than barbecue and family, some Coronas. And then they're cooking at the end. They're making hot dogs. I know. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Come on, Toretto family. Yeah, get some ribs on that grill. What is <laughs> going on? Get spring for some tri-tip or something. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. All right. I want to mention um, how awesome Tyrese is, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's maybe the best African-American actor out there besides <laughs> Jimmy Fox and Samuel L. Jackson. Let's be real, guys. Tyrese um, is awesome. Like he's so funny. Like he's he, so I don't great. know how more people haven't put him in comic roles. Like he's great yeah. timing. He's grown he's, into his character too. That's part yeah. of it. And Luda is the same way. Like their their first couple of movies that they're in yeah. in this fast are not. They're not. He is awful in Too Fast Too Furious. I mean, it's yeah. brutal, brutal to watch him. This was the first one when I watched him. I was like, man, he knows <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing, and it and his timing. Roman great. baby, I know. Roman's strong. No. Yeah, no, oh. they. Anyway, so perfect, love it. So, okay, I haven't seen three in a long time. I, I was yeah. trying to figure out the canon. So Han dies in three, right? Yes, yes. So that car, so what, that little... what you have it, it goes one, two, four, four five, five six. six, and then three happens between six and the epilogue of six, and then seven will take place after after okay. three. So, so I think we. I remember. I remember seeing Han get sideswiped, but you never see who does it, and now we find yeah, out. Right. Right. So they had a plan, Richard. They had a plan for four <laughs> movies with Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Like, it's incredible. Oh, really? Yes. I, yeah. love, I, I or, refuse or to watch anything before Fast Five now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually should... mind-blowing that they connect like that. I didn't know that. So, yeah. We need that's to... pretty impressive. And I'm, I'm not trying to force you, but I think before Seven, we might need to do a marathon. Yeah. Yeah, that's and true. Just hammer through them all and just maybe maybe live podcast like the first ever 12-hour podcast. Right. And just just fly through them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that needs to happen for sure. <laughs> These movies have kind of won me over. I don't think they add anything really cinematically no. to Hollywood other than no. in crazy crazy um car chases. I mean, they're literally taking one scene out of every action movie and making a franchise out of it. You know what I mean? It's like every car action movie has a car great, chase, though. you know? They're amazing. Yeah, they're very good in these. Yeah. They're very good. The cars well, they it, use are very cool, too. Yeah, and they've matured, just like I said earlier, with the, 
they've matured in what they're, it's not just street races, you know, they're using yeah. the car chases to do the greatest heist ever. And yeah, to uh, bring down a cargo plane on a 30 mile <laughs> runway and things like that. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, it's a smart way to, it's a crazy smart way to extend what you have, which is, Hey, we have this car chase movie. Oh, well, how are you going to carry that over for seven movies? Uh, you know, and like the fifth one, they're going to steal a bank vault and then they're just going to go from there. You know, I mean, it's just, it's crazy stuff, but it's, yeah. it works. It's effective for, for what they're doing. It does work. Uh, so grade Brian Gill, fast six. I say, I say, uh, a minus. Uh, to yeah. an A, just because I, I don't feel like you can give a solid A or an A plus to a movie that it has 756 one-liners in it. Um, but uh, I, any guys, but, any movie that can use phrases like "ride or die" and yeah. "lock and load" <laughs> yeah. to effect, yeah. I mean, yep. guys, yeah. that that wins me over. Like, yep, that's what I look yep. for. Yep. yep. Rider. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a B plus to an A minus, honestly. But if I if I had the grade on what it set out to do and what it achieved, yes. a, a plus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I would give it on a movie scale definitely a B to a B plus. I would see it again. I was entertained. Um, <laughs> I love that we but, finally won Ken over on this. I know we we talked him into it over the I mean, last it was hour. Fu- I, it was fine. I'm I'm not giving it a an A. You know, it's not like. No, I know that's fine. That's it's, a perfectly it's definitely fine. Yeah. It's definitely um, it's definitely what I expected, and it didn't let me down. I guess I'll yeah. I'll, better I'll say than that. Gatsby. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's way More, better than Gatsby. Way better than Gatsby. Vin um, Diesel should have played Jay Gatsby. I would have. <laughs> that would have been a lot better. That would have. That would have definitely been better. Um, well, Fast Six. Um, see, see it, it and uh, we'll be back Thumbs next up. summer doing Fast 7 and it'll be even better I'm sure yeah that's right so you guys want to move on to uh, weekly recommends yeah let's yes, hit them sir. fast I know Richard's um, gotta go cool yeah. hey a little bit of breaking news guys I want to mention real fast Now You See Me is now officially <laughs> rotten at 34% yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah it's fallen so they justice are- has <laughs> been served yeah. Richard and I predicted this one of the worst movies to ever hit cinemas okay Richard <laughs> weekly recommend my weekly recommend. Hold on, I have it written down here. Hold on, Brian Gill. Weekly yeah, recommend. Brian, you go. Yeah, you go. I got it. Sure. Uh, yeah, my weekly recommend is a movie that just hit Netflix. I think this week, maybe last week. Um, that was. It's from last year. It's called uh, End of Watch. It's a oh, yeah. David Ayer uh, cop movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Hernandez. Cool yeah, cool it's movie. a I, I expected very little um because David Ayers has kind of gone to that that cop well maybe too many times. I'm not a fan of Jake Gyllenhaal at all. Anyway, yeah. uh but uh it it very well might be the best straight cop movie that I've seen since uh Training Day. Uh very gritty and realistic. Um it's certainly not a movie for your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of violence, a lot of cursing. It's shot uh, I don't know, Kit. Have you seen this movie? I know Richard has. I it. It's okay. It gotten added to Netflix right when I got over here to, to England, sure. and it's not on UK Netflix. Yet. Oh, okay, but by the way, UK Netflix destroys American. Like, oh, really? There's so much good movies on here. Like every single Disney movie, all the Pixar. Uh, cool. Pretty impressive. Awesome. Pretty impressive. Yeah. But go ahead. Sorry. No, it just it's a. Uh, I expected little. It's shot half of it. About about half of it is shot kind of in found footage format. Um, but they use that very effectively without 
without relying on it too much. It does. It's not so super shaky that you you know you can't uh, pay attention to it. Anyway, um, much better than I expected it to be. It's definitely worth watching if you're a fan of that sort of uh, of movie. And like I said, it's on Netflix, so check it out. End of watch. Cool. End of watch. Uh, my week recommend watch. Sorry, those are my uh, my pence. Um, my week recommend I watched on the way over here on the flight. I had didn't get a chance to see it in the theater. It was in limited release, um, but I'm glad I got to watch it on the plane. It's a um, great movie, great cast called Seven Psychopaths. Oh yeah, um, Brian, you've probably seen it. Richard, maybe you too. Stars Christopher mm-hmm. Walken, yes. Colin yes. Farrell, um, Sam Rockwell. Yep. In a, in a great movie that's really misleading by its marketing. It's definitely not yeah. about Seven Psychopaths. It's about a screenwriter who's writing a movie called Seven Psychopaths. So it's kind of an autobiographical story, I would say, uh, uh, from the screenwriter. I don't, I haven't really researched. I love it, him. He's one of my yeah. favorite playwrights, and and, I, and he did In Bruges, which Brian and I both love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Brian, I think you love that. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love, yeah, okay. definitely. I love In Bruges, and Brian loves In Bruges. So take that, America. And uh, I, yeah, this is very good as well. Very it's good. Very cool and, writer. Really underrated movie. I feel like it deserved a lot more attention than it got. Um, check it out. Seven Psychopaths is my week recommend. Richard? I'm going to recommend the show I've probably spent the most time watching over the last 10 to 15 years. Brian probably too. Uh, but it's that time of year to really get into it. But uh, the best uh, kind of live sporting show on television is Inside the NBA on TNT. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Charles Barkley. Uh, Ernie Johnson. Kenny Jet Smith. Shaquille O'Neal doesn't really add much, but he's there. Uh, but, uh, one of the, you know, my grandmother doesn't care. My grandmother's 87. Uh, she does not watch any basketball games, but she watches inside the NBA on a weekly basis just because she loves, (laughs) she loves Charles Barkley. And, uh, I think America loves Charles Barkley. And I, I, Brian and I have talked about adding him to every panel show there is. I'm talking American Idol. I'm talking CNN election coverage. I'm talking just anything where there's a panel, uh, meet the press. Uh, Barkley should just always have a seat. He can just show up whenever he needs to. Uh, and that is my weekly recommend. Right on. Um, anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here besides uh, the fact, don't go see Now You See Me? Don't um, go see Now You See Me and go see Fast and Furious. Buy, nice. buy two tickets for now you, for uh, Fast and Furious 6. Just and, see uh, Fast 6 and Star Trek Into Darkness back-to-back for like eight days straight. And yeah. will be good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and sneak in the Now You See Me if you want to see a horrible movie, but do not give them money. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Um, so not a lot of good movies coming out in the next few weeks. I think it's, we're kind of in a dead period right now until Man of Steel. Yeah. Uh, so the next few weeks, we might do a, little, a few Rants and Raves episodes. Um, Arrested Development just came out, so we'll uh, be looking for that. So on that note, uh, until next time, we will see you at the cinema. Bye! Bye! Goodbye. What would you think if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me?